This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. This is Morning Breath, a drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. What do we do? We take a chapter of the Bible, read it, spend some time in it. I and a co-host in our, uh, you know, I do mine in my office sometimes, at my home sometimes, and Brian today did his at his home, and uh, then we come down to the radio station, we read the chapter on the air, and then we talk about wherever God leads us in the chapter. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. Thanks for having me. It's good to have you, sir. Are you doing well? I am well. I'm very well, actually. Awesome. Healthy and whole and excited about life. Awesome. Finally got a little bit of cool weather for a day or two. Or a two couple days. hours, yeah. A couple hours. The mornings have been really nice. Yeah, they've been nicer for sure. Yeah, I've been out for walks in the mornings. It's yeah. nice. Nicer for sure. Yep. High 60 sometimes. Good stuff. Even low 60 sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're like, it's November 12th now. That's a long, what is it, Tuesday? Tuesday. Tuesday, November 12th. That's a long time. We should be getting some real cold weather here any month now. Burr. Burr. How you doing, sir? Well, let's let's tell them something. Oh, you want me to tell them about how to get on board with the show? Oh, okay, so if uh, if you're new to the show, or maybe you're uh, tuning in on accident, or somebody invited you to be a part of this, we uh, we'd love to get you into the Word of God on a regular basis. And uh, there's a few ways that you could do that. You could uh, go to our website, eccc.us, and uh, click on the link. That's what I did uh, to figure out what chapter we were going to be in. And, um, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 today. Yep. And uh, there is also a link for a podcast in case you missed the actual drive time devotion part of this. If you want to listen to it um, from an Apple store or a Google Play store, download the app, East Coast app, and uh, check out the podcast that way. Or you can uh, call the church office, 321 452 1060 and leave your information there with the operator and let them know you'd like to get a, a devotion guide and we'll get you connected to the chapters we're headed towards and uh you know what the best way I would recommend though is go to the East Coast app get on our get on our app and uh, there's a lot going on there and a lot of ways to get connected and uh, other things around the church too if you're looking for a church home we'd love to be that for you yeah it's free so it's just free. pick it up it'll go there we've got a couple of announcements before we get in the word today first thing I want to announce is the big Nick yeah big it's Nick here running the board holding it down how you doing, Nick? I'm good. Man. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Thank you, sir. Also, we got Fall Festival at the Coco Campus, uh, November 16th. I believe it's uh, 12 noon to 4 p.m. That's a Saturday, I believe, isn't it? Or Sunday? Uh, that should be a Saturday, I believe, Saturday, the 16th. Yeah. 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 So they're having a, an event out there at the Coco Campus. And if you like to go out there, have a fun event with your kids. It's going to be going on. Yeah, it'll be a fun time. Yep. Also, the next day, there's a, a grief share um, session, which is basically— a, Oh, it's Friday. A, it says Friday, but I think that's wrong. I think that's Saturday the 16th. It can't be right. And yeah. uh, Sunday the 17th from 3 p.m. Yeah. to 5 p.m. Come on, let's get this we right. Have, we have what's called a grief share um, group that meets, and uh, they meet on a regular basis, but this is a special one, kind of preparing for the holidays. Oh, yeah, Maybe you know deal. somebody who uh, has lost a spouse or uh, lost someone near and dear to them, yeah. and uh, they're headed into the holiday season, and— just trying to wrestle with how to do this, how to do the holiday season. It's a great time to get together with some other folks that are kind of walking through the same season of life and just love to reach out and uh, and love some people in, a, in a, maybe a tougher season. Maybe that's you. Know that you're loved and valued, and uh, we want to help you. So come to that yeah. 3 to 5 p.m. Yeah, it's going to be incredible. There's a lot of uh, uh, people that are just experts in the field that talk, yeah. a lot of people that have experienced uh the stuff that that you've probably experienced out there are going to talk. You get a free book. Um, you know, it's a lot going on there, so it's going to be great. Yeah, check it out. Cocoa yeah, Campus. That's off off of Friday Road. Yeah, uh, on West Cocoa, yeah. five twenty four Friday Road area. Yeah, it'll be great. Grief shares not at Friday Road, is it? Yeah, Cocoa Campus. Are you kidding me? Three to five p.m. 
I thought it was at our campus. Nope. It is at one of our campuses, but the one in Cocoa is where it'll be hanging out at. Wow. Yep. So this is what I know. That's okay. Oh, well, I'm learning. We're helping you. I'm learning. Thanks no for keeping me on track. So let's uh, read the chapter. We got, uh, I got New King James, and we're going to read. Uh, it's, it's short. Yeah. It's only 16 verses. So I'll read the first eight, and there is kind of a kind of a break there, too. Great. Because it goes to this uh, Old Testament verse, and then we go from there. Right on. I will pick it up verse 9 from the New what Living. What translation? Oh, New oh Living thank translation. you. New Living. But I'm going to lob it up to you, get you started. I'll say I need to you, it. pass it in. Read, sir. And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing. But we speak wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. All right, verse 9. This is what the scriptures mean when they say, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. But it was to us that God revealed these things by his Spirit, for his Spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. No one can know a person's thoughts except the person's own spirit, and no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit, not with the world's spirit, or not the world's spirit, so we know the wonderful things God has freely given us. When he tells us when he tells you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. But people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from this God, from God's Spirit. It all sounds foolish to them, and they can't understand it, for only those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. Those who are spiritual can evaluate all things, but they themselves cannot be evaluated by others. For who can know the thoughts? Who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach him? But we understand these things, for we have the mind of Christ. Amen. We have the mind of Christ. Yeah. You know, that's that's been a lot to me through the through the years, trying to you know figure out life and figure out what to do, and whether I was a uh, you know doing business stuff or working at a job or or you know pastoring a church or raising a family, uh, knowing that we have the mind of Christ, which. I believe that's saying two things. I believe that's saying we have the Spirit of God, which knows all things of God. And we, he was using that correlation earlier in the chapter. And uh, so we have the Spirit of God, which, you know, is the Spirit of wisdom, truth, you know, all sorts of things that way. But uh, not only do we have the Spirit of God, we can know what we need to know uh, when we need to know it. Uh, and that's important because I don't know how many times in my lifetime I've, you know, probably daily several times I come up against a thing that I don't really know how to respond or what to say or, you know, what decision to make and trusting God uh, to give you wisdom for those decisions. The Bible says, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives uh, liberally, the old King James says, and upbraideth not. In other words, he won't, he won't 
he won't get in trouble. Um, God's God gives wisdom, and uh, this whole chapter is kind of kind of wisdom focused, and showing the wisdom of God and kind of faking out or or deceiving the rulers of this world who thought they were destroying. You know, I th- they thought it was their best day when they killed Jesus, yeah. and it ended up being their worst day. And just the complete turnaround that God had in the in the whole gospel message of what Jesus did for us. And so uh, I'm grateful for the wisdom of God. I need it every day. Yeah, me too. I uh, I really like in this chapter how you you see Paul kind of navigating with the wisdom of God um, through the like he starts out going, "Hey, I didn't." I didn't come to you with all this like lofty stuff. I came with you with just the simple things of Jesus, the, the mm. simple, the simple gospel, if you will. And uh, you know the difference between somebody who maybe has a lot of um, biblical knowledge, uh, but yet can simplify the gospel for people is such a is such an incredible thing. I think it, it takes some earthly knowledge on how to assess maybe um, who stands before you and how to minister to somebody. And I really took that away from this chapter. I thought, you know what, it's pretty incredible that Paul, when he initially came, came in one way. He says, but those that are mature. I could speak differently to, and uh, we have to be able to, I guess, rightly divide, like, who is it that stands in front of us? Who is it that we're ministering to, and how can we best do that? Like you said, we need wisdom from heaven to do that. that there's not just natural, okay, you just sort through that real easy. That, that is a, that's a very difficult thing to be able to minister, to be all things to all men, you know, like is what Paul said in another place. You know, like we want to do it well and, uh, and honor God in that process. So I, I was intrigued. I was really intrigued to go, wow. I want to be better at that. Yes, and even the Bible promises that uh, when you stand before people, that even when you don't know what to say or, or seemingly have nothing to say, the Spirit of God will give you the words in that moment. You know, when you look at this, uh, Paul coming in, and, and again in the very next chapter, I think you mentioned a little bit, Paul said, I have to talk to you like your babes because they're not mature yet. They're not grown up yet is, uh, is part of what he's doing there. But when you look at the beginning of this and you think about Paul coming in and simply presenting the gospel and then God, you know, showing that the gospel is powerful by changing lives and, you know, all sorts of incredible things that I'm sure were happening there. It, it's, it's like the difference of, um, you know, let's say you really know the Bible and you're really eloquent, but you're not really spirit led or you're not really, you know, directed of God. You can be really smart and not really have much power in that situation. I heard a story one time about, um, it was a church and they had a big stained glass window behind the pulpit, and it was of Jesus. It was really beautiful, and uh, the pastor, though, he was a really big man, and so one day they had a a different speaker who was very short, so the comparison would be maybe you to me, uh, Brian's six foot eight, I'm five foot ten, and I stood up there in front of the pulpit, and the little little girl asked her mom, said, where's the man that covers up Jesus? Huh. And, uh, oh, you know, it just sort of like, ouch. Um, of course, it was only in that case, maybe there was a there was a correlation there between physically covering up Jesus and, and you know, not. But when you exalt yourself and your own wisdom, and Paul was super educated, man. He, he was as oh, yeah. educated as anybody on the planet. Oh, yeah. He went through all the stuff. He sat at the feet of, was it Gamaliel? He, he did all this. I mean, he yeah. learned and learned and learned and learned. But all that went out the window. All that learning went out the window on one hand when he received Christ. Yeah. But he was still, he could debate and argue. He stood before kings and spoke. Oh, and, yeah. You know, he, he spoke to the, uh, you know, he just spoke 
in all sorts of situations. It wasn't always just basic. Jesus loves you. Yeah. But it was always pointing to Jesus and not pointing to himself. Yeah, that's good. And so that humility, I think, is super important for us being who we're uh, who we're supposed to be in the kingdom of God. Because if we exalt ourselves, all we do is cover up Jesus, and that's not a good thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to be found there. I, I, I like in, in verse 2, it says, I decided that while I was with you, I would forget everything except Jesus Christ, the one who is crucified. Like, you have to, he had to choose to push some things aside, um, which is, you know, John the Baptist said, I must decrease that he might increase. You know, like Paul, like you said, educated and, you know, so able to just present whatever and however and in the, you know, the wordiest or loftiest way, said, you know what, I... While I was with you, I would forget. I chose to forget. I decided that I'd forget everything except Jesus Christ, the one who was crucified. And then he says, it came in weakness, timid, and trembling, which, uh, again, when you're puffed up and prideful, that's not weakness, timid, and, trem- and trembling, you know? He came in a place of going, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just try to love people well in a way that relates to them, and maybe that would be something we could do better today, is we can, we can love in a way that we relate to somebody else. You know, there's, there's a book out there about the five love languages and the way that mm-hmm. people receive love, and um, sometimes... Uh, Something that uh, that maybe I'm I'm not the best at all the time is is assessing how somebody else receives love. You know, I know how I receive love, and I know how that I maybe even best give love. But um, we really love people when we're loving them the way that they can be loved and the way that they accept and see love. And so um, that Paul was willing to uh, simplify the process a bit and go, you know what, I'm going to present Jesus and I'm going to love them in this way. And coming in the in the weakness and timidity and um, with trembling, he said that it, his message would be plain. You know, he wanted to make it plain for people and. Uh, I want to do that. I want to be better at that. I want to love people plainly with with the love of Jesus Christ, and uh, that they might see Christ in me, the hope of uh, you know the hope of the nations, the hope of glory. And uh, in that process, others would come to know, and they'd see the power of the gospel. They'd see the power of uh, of Him, and not the power of you know my eloquent words, maybe, or my abilities um, outside of you know what God says about it. So. It says I, in verse five, it says, "I did this so that you would trust not in human wisdom, but in the power of God." I wanna, I wanna help people that way too. I wanna yeah. see people um, encounter the power of God and not some wisdom that I've maybe acquired over the years about something. You know, when you look at this, it says, "I was with you in weakness and fear and in much trembling." Yeah. You know, when you read the 18th chapter of Acts, that's when he's at Corinth. Yeah. So I, I, I went back and thought, okay, what does weakness? trembling and fear look like yeah and it didn't look like that yeah to me i mean he's he's compelled by the spirit he's arguing and uh with the, with the jews he's going there every day uh, uh reasoned with this uh in the synagogue every sabbath persuaded both jews and greeks and then it says they they oppose him then he shook his garments and said your blood be on your own heads i am clean from now on i go to the gentiles <laughs> that doesn't sound lightweight you know yeah, what i mean yeah but i think this might be how he felt yeah too sure you know a lot of times when you look at someone from the outside you really have no idea what's going on, on the inside. Sometimes what's going on, on the inside is pretty obvious on the outside. Yeah. But here I think Paul is operating on what the Spirit of God is telling him in Cor- Corinth, yeah. not on how he feels. That's good. Because here's, here's the deal. You will never fulfill God's plan in your life if you just go by how you feel. Wow. I, I, I mean, there's there's been many times in my life where I thought this is, you know, 
Lord, can I just crawl under this <laughs> pulpit? Or is there, you know, standing back behind, you know, maybe at a new church or visiting somewhere and people are excited and they give you this big introduction. And I think, oh, Lord, yeah. you know, I sure hope this works out. Um, I think we can feel that way yeah. and still do what the word says to do, still respond to what the spirit of God says to do. And uh, so fear and trembling isn't, you know, isn't, um, isn't, shouldn't be a stopper right. for us fulfilling the word of God. So I think maybe part of what he's talking about here is how he felt. Yeah, that's good. On the inside. And I think we've all felt that on the inside. And if you have never felt that on the inside, you're probably <laughs> not normal. But did I just say that to somebody? Yeah. I hope not. But uh, it, it's, a real, it's a real thing that we face when we go to do anything for God or with God is a little bit of intimidation, maybe fear, uh, feel like we're struggling. Yeah, I think Joyce Meyer says, "Do it afraid." Right? Yeah, like, you know, you gotta, you have to step out beyond what you feel if you're gonna accomplish something great for God, and um, you know, you gotta trust that the Spirit of God's gonna show up. If if the Spirit of God doesn't show up in the process, we're we're doing it in our own strength anyway, and uh, we're not gonna accomplish much. And so to feel, you know, to feel like you're maybe out there farther than you than you're comfortable with might might be some of uh, God's best places for us. You know, you gotta yeah. step out on the water. You gotta get out there a bit, and um, in the deep, um, in the shallow where you're comfortable. You know, maybe we need to get a little bit more uncomfortable, and uh, I, don't, I don't think that's saying, you know, go off the high dive face first in the deep end necessarily no. from ground zero, but it's saying go a little farther, you know, stretch a little bit. Maybe God would take you somewhere and do something great, and uh, I want to I be used that way. Yeah, and to be uncomfortable is part of the process. Yeah. I mean, if you think about people in just in the natural, and this chapter is really doing that, it's comparing— natural with spiritual and telling us to lean towards the spiritual. But if you just think about people in the natural, you know, that take a speech class. Yeah. And then they've got to, they got to uh, get a passing grade. I have to stand up and talk for these people. And that's the only thing that made them do it. Yeah. But they did it. They yeah. press through that. And that's what we're called to do. Press through that stuff that's trying to intimidate and hold you back. Fear is trying to control your life or Jesus is trying to control your life. I like it says in verse 5 that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Yeah. You know, that means, I think that means it could be then. Hmm. Your faith could be in the wisdom of men well. instead of in the power of God. And that's why, uh, you know, I really, I think it's one of the reasons the Corinthians got in an argument. I'm a Paulus. I'm a Paul. I'm this. I'm that. Yeah. They were, you know, oh, that's my man. That's my man. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Both of those men were pointing you towards Jesus. Shouldn't Jesus be your man? And uh, so I think we got to be a little bit wise and careful. We do not create just us followers, and we try to try to try to build and and build up Christ followers in in this world today. You know, I think one of the one of the values of our church that you know doesn't get said from the front all the time, but has been said, you know. 15, 20 times over my 15 or 20 years around here <laughs> is that, you know, that the, the anointing is in the cluster and uh, not in the grape, you know, yeah. not in the one. And so um, one of the ways that, that we at East Coast find um, value in going, you know, let's not rely on a man or get behind one person is that there's a cluster, there's anointing yep. in the group. And so that with that group, there's a, there, there are others that have gifts and that, that gift, let's, let's not follow the the person, but let's follow the, the spirit of God and the gift of God in people. And, um, 
and it's people, not person, not one. And uh, ultimately, at the end of the day, he's the head of the church, and it's yep. Jesus that we want to follow, and not some not some one. And uh, that's been an incredible thing for not only empowering others to do the work of the ministry, but also to see that you know we all have something that's called the Spirit of God on the inside of us that empowers us to do great and mighty things. So, yeah, you know. very cool. Uh, what else stood out to you? I, li- I like verse 12. It says, uh, And we have received God's Spirit, not the world's Spirit, so that we know the wonderful things God has freely given us. You know, we see things by the Spirit of God. We experience things by the Spirit of God different than we would if it was us just naturally doing life. And uh, this actually talks about that with it, that until you have the Spirit of God in you, you don't see things, that you can't uh, appreciate some of the some of the goodness of God. Like, and of course, God draws us. Of course, God gets us to a place where we receive, and all of that. There's a lot going on in the in the bigness of the God that we serve. But I love that I can recognize things by the Spirit of God around me and go, "That is the goodness of God," because my spirit right. um, leaps. That I feel that I sense something because I know the character of God. I can see the character of God in other people and in other things. When somebody shares something with me, I can I have the Spirit of God to lead me and go, eh, "I don't know," or go, "Man, that is so good. That is that's right on. That is the same Spirit." Um, that, that we serve together. And so you can go anywhere on the planet and, and another believer, in another language even, sharing something. You could, by the Spirit of God, you can connect with that. that there right. are millions and maybe even billions of believers today on the same planet spirit, that have the same Spirit. Come and because on. of that, we can connect in radical ways that some incredible relationships can be built by the Spirit of God because we have the same Spirit on the inside of us. I just really like that. I, I like thinking that, you know what, there are others... And it might be, I don't know what the number would be, that would be worshiping the same God today on the planet right now as we're serving. But it's got to be, you know, there's 8 billion people on the planet. I imagine there's got to be a billion believers today, probably some number like that on the planet, that have the same spirit on the inside of us. And that's just a radically big God that we serve, you know? That That is. I, I was looking for that little note I put down here. Um, there it is. It, it's almost like, um, what was that movie, Wind Talkers? It was about the Navajo language, okay. and I believe during World War II, our code was based on the Navajo language, okay. and so they had just a small number of men in the service that spoke that language, okay. and they were able to communicate, and it's a code that was never broken by the Germans. Wow. And so a lot of codes were broken and a lot of things, but this the Navajo language, I believe this is correct. If it's not, it's still a good story. Good story. Uh, but it, it it's it's like this this language that these guys spoke that connected them. And there's a language that the spirit speaks on the inside. And I'm not talking about other, you know, speaking in other tongues right now or whether you're Spanish or English or that, but there's this there's there's this commonality of language on the inside of us that that you know, it's like I know my father's voice. Yeah. And the voice of a stranger I, I will not follow. That picture is beautiful there. The other thing about this spirit of God and and that's sort of like interpersonal relationships between believers but the spirit of God when he comes into our li- my life anyway let me see if I can put it this way when I was young I tried to read the Bible yeah. and I read I started reading Matthew and I'm like reading those you know genealogies and I labored through about three chapters and I'm like I don't understand any of this and I quit and then another time in my life I tried again and it was like I'm getting nothing but when I got saved and the Spirit of God came to live on the inside of me, the Word of God opened up, like, incredibly. I started understanding, not all of it, not every bit of it, not all, you know, at the beginning. 
but I began to understand it and it began to speak to me personally about my life. And that's what the Spirit does in each of us. He doesn't just share this word with us in a general sense, though the general sense and the general truth is good. God very often applies this word to our personal lives. And so that understanding comes and I, you know, it's the spirit of God helps me understand me. Yeah. Helps me understand people around me. But the thing I love the most, it, it helps me to understand the will of God, because here's the truth. Listen to this. Faith begins where the will of God is known. If you don't know the will of God, how can you believe God for it? So it's very important to hear and to understand what the Bible's saying by the Spirit of God. Yeah, I love it. I think that if we can get a hold of the will of God, then we can walk it out, and the Spirit helps us walk that out. You know, we get to do it together with the Spirit of God and not do it in our own strength, not try to just figure it out, but we get to do it together. And that God would live on, dwell on the inside of us, God with us, Emmanuel, that we'll celebrate come Christmas is just radical. It's yep. really radical. We're going to take a break. We'll get back to you. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing, for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Hi everyone, Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior. As always, we offer free estimates and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531. That's 454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. God bless you. The Mezzanine Church for Young Adults. Pursuing the presence of God both locally and globally, The Mezzanine meets at East Coast Christian Center every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Call 321-452-1060, extension 133, for more information. That's 452-1060, or visit mz9.org. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. Welcome back, everybody. What were you going to? What were you saying during the break, Pastor Brian? Yeah, I just saying that you know, by the Spirit of God, I 
I'm a better friend. I'm a better dad. I'm a better. I mean, anything that's good in my life is probably because I've uh, gotten agreement with the with the will of God and by the Spirit of God. But you know, I need the Spirit of God every day to to lead me and to help me understand um, some of the things that I see in my kids and see in my wife. And mm. I can't figure it out in natural wisdom. I, it's it's not. I'm not capable. I'm not that good. Maybe, but um, by the Spirit of God, because uh, He leads us um, by the Spirit, and I understand His will and and how to do life that way. I'm I'm just I'm able to do things that better than I could have ever done being of my own strength. And so I'm super thankful that I could be led by God's Spirit to do that. Uh, absolutely. You know, it's kind of like what I, what, kind of what I compare this to is if you're taking a test or you're, you know, filling out, like filling the blanks on a, on a test, let's say, you, you, you're looking at the material, reading it, and you're trying to fill in the blank. There's a teacher's guide. Yeah. And the, in the teacher's guide, the answers are filled in. The Holy Spirit is your teacher. And he can fill in those things, just like you said, Ryan, fill in that thing on being a dad. What do you say in this situation? I mean, most of what we face as parents, we're going to face for the first time. I mean, you know, it's the first time we ever had a 13-year-old. It's the first time we ever had a little girl or a little boy. Whatever the case may be, there's a lot of firsts in raising kids. There's a lot of firsts in getting married. There's a lot of firsts in life. And if you have, have God helping you, Sort of the teacher's guide, you know, what, fill in this blank for me, Jesus. I'm not sure what to do. But it takes humility and it takes dependence for that to really work in your life. And so work on that today to just say, Lord, this is a day you have made. I will rejoice and be glad in it and stay dependent on you. God bless you guys. Have a great day. All right. Bye-bye. See you, Brian. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.